The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of our Gospel reading for this past Sunday, which was the 13th Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Luke chapter 12, verses 49 and 50, where Jesus said, I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled, but I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am until it is completed. My dear friends in Christ, Jesus had been warning his disciples about the troubles that Satan could cause them, how he is looking for that opportune time to come after us and try to get us to fall. He's always trying to set a trap for us, always looking for that vulnerable time in the course of our lives. And so what we need to do is we need to watch and pray. We need to always watch and pray and always be close to our Savior and his word because of Satan's attacks. Well, then he also talks about, Jesus talks about the cost of discipleship. And he wants us to realize that it costs us nothing to become the children of God. God graciously calls us to faith and makes us believing children of God. But now what God wants us to do is he wants us to live as his believing children. He wants us, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, to do it all to the glory of God. And in a sense, there is some cost there. There is some cost there when we do everything to the glory of God, when we strive to fight against the sin that Satan wants in our lives. But the Apostle Paul said, God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Does that make God seem to be extremely demanding and on the surface, it might seem that way only if we forget how much God was willing to do and did end up doing for us and for our eternal salvation and how blessed and how happy we are when with God's help, when with God's help we strive to live as God wants us to live. There's true joy. Well, blessed are those that hear the word of God and obey it and keep it. Well, Jesus says here, I have a baptism to undergo. Here he's talking about what Christ expected, what Jesus expected when he came into our world. He had a baptism to undergo. And well, at this point in time, of course, Jesus had already been baptized by John the Baptist. So he used the term baptism here to figuratively describe what he was going to do with his suffering and death, with everything that he endured in order to pay for our sins and to win for us heaven. That baptism was poured out on him. The, the suffering that he endured was so great, so tremendous, that only the Christ would be able to endure that. Only the Christ would be able to endure what he had to endure. 
But now he's telling us, Jesus is telling us what he expected. But not only what he expected, but what he also knew he was going to have to endure. He knew all the suffering that was ahead of him. Jesus had said, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law. And he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. And now see, that's Jesus' baptism. That's what Christ expected. Looking ahead to what was there for him, Jesus said, how distressed I am until it is completed. Was Jesus so stressed out that he just couldn't go on in the Garden of Gethsemane? Remember, Jesus had said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And, well, he was distressed. And as the God-man, he looked at the job ahead of him. Well, remember, he's true God and true man in one person. And, and because he had humbled himself, because he wasn't making full use of his divine power and glory, there was a tremendous task ahead of him. A huge task. But the main reason for his distress wasn't really all of the suffering that he would have to endure. Rather, his distress was thinking a little bit more about how he knew that without the forgiveness of sins, all people, all of us, would be lost eternally, would be damned eternally. And that is what so distressed him that he had to act. He was compelled because of his great love for us to go full speed in the, ahead in the direction of the cross in enduring what he had to endure so that he could win for us salvation. When we think about what Christ expected, do we realize that even before God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit created the heavens and the earth and all things? Well, Jesus knew just what to expect. He knew just what was there for him. The book of Revelation describes Jesus as the Lamb who was slain from the creation of the world. Jesus entered into our world with his eyes wide open. Christ knew what to expect. He knew what was ahead, the task that was ahead. And now just think of the determination our Savior had in going to the cross and in working with his disciples so that they could be his witnesses. And, and in his determination, he was even working with someone like Judas who ended up betraying him, of course. And now as Jesus was determined to go to the cross and he was determined to work with the disciples and as he was so determined to do that, well, now Jesus is determined to work with us as well. By the grace of God, we know what Jesus did for us. We know how he lived and died for us, how he paid for all of our sins and well, we also know how determined Jesus is to hang on to us and to not let us go. He says, no one can snatch them out of my hand. Oh, 
Jesus, he's done so much for us. He's invested so much into us and our eternal salvation. And because of that huge investment in us already, we can rest assured that he's not going to mistakenly just let us slip away or go. What comfort and assurance that gives to us, what Christ expected, was that he was going to have to do absolutely everything for us so that we could end up in heaven. And he did do absolutely everything for us because of what he has done. You and I can be absolutely sure of our salvation, but let's watch out so that we don't reject our Savior as, as Judas, for example, did. Judas knew Jesus, but he rejected him, and what a tragedy that was. Well now, you and I, we've been graciously called to faith by the working of the Holy Spirit. And with his help and strength, and, and of course it's only with his help and strength that we can do so. Well, with his help and strength, let's look to Jesus, let's keep on looking to Jesus, because when we with our God-given, God-worked faith believe in Jesus, then because of Jesus and only because of Jesus, we can be sure of and we can expect heaven. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, when you sent your Son into the world to be our Savior, what Christ expected was to have to do everything for us so we could have heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for doing everything for us so that we now can expect to be in heaven because of you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.